big shout out to the MVP of the show, Kieran, with last week's student dud pick. Kieran, <laughs> those picks were sick, bro. Where did that inspiration come from? I don't know, man. I just sometimes you get a calling and you just feel like I had a dream and Jarvis was in it, making one-handed snags, picking up the Damn. slack from Odell. And I just, I just felt that that vibe, that connection. So I made, I made the call. Go on, Tom. Dude, it's time relevant. It's contagious, bro. It's contagious. It's contagious, bro. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Loving those moves, boys, today. Welcome to Guys Be Dudes Fantasy Football. This is your host, Noah Obsfeld, and as always with me is my co-host. They're so handsome and so delightful, to be honest. Michael Smith, Jerry Williams, and Kieran Day. You can follow us on Twitter, at DudesFootball. Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Week 13. Oh, my, my heart is fluttering like a girl on prom night. Woo, off the, <laughs> off the cuff, just coming up with these... You know, I'm going hard uh, on the phone, setting lineups, doing DFS, hard on the Google Docs, and hard on the mm-hmm. show. And that's just kind of how I run life, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, we're in a new set. Yes, I don't have my big fancy jersey behind me. But look, you see that Lions hat in the back that you can barely wow. see because it's on a lamp? Set travel, wow. I bring the set with me. The production budget, millions <laughs> of dollars. Millions of dollars. But like I said, welcome to Guys Being News Fantasy Football. We saw Kieran's Week 12 predictions, so hey. If I was a person, I would probably maybe listen to him again. Yeah, I just got to say real quick, this Please. is no longer a Monday, Thursday, Sunday type of job. This yeah. is an everyday job. Every it's a is. Wednesday night job. We got Friday. games to watch. We got waivers going down on Friday. Mm-hmm. DFS on Saturday. Games on Sunday again. Daily Monday, Tuesday, Dude, Wednesday. You put, I, got a, I was in a meeting today at work. My phone, a sleeper alert came up. I, I said, excuse me, CEO. I need one moment. Something insane could be happening. And, uh, you know, he, well, he yelled was, at me. What was and, the uh, notification? Uh, notification was that uh, there's hype for the Detroit offense. Uh, so really important. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's get into some fantasy news. First off, biggest news of the week by far. And, you know, one of the biggest news out of the season, Will Fuller with a PED violation, six-game suspension. He's out for the rest of the season unless Houston can make that big playoff run. Let's see. Six games. So 13, 14, 15, 16. Uh, I doubt they can get the bye, but let's say round one of the playoffs, round two of the playoffs, that's a conference championship coming for Houston mm-hmm. when Will Fuller returns for sure. Anyways, we have seen this whirlwind of receiver mm-hmm. news happening. Second of all, we had Cobb to IR, what, two weeks ago? And then Kenny Stills literally, literally released so he can go chase a ring somewhere. I mean, what a bad time to release Kenny Stills. Um, but it looks like they're going to have to go to, you know, it's still Deshaun Watson, okay? This is one of the most effective quarterbacks in the league. Yes, Will Fuller is a great player, but obviously the big, the big step up is Brandon Cooks. But who else are you guys looking for in this offense? I mean, we got Jordan Akins. We got Kiki QT. What do you guys think about their value going forward? I don't know. I, I feel like the best person there would definitely be Kiki Cutie. He, he looked pretty good the past two weeks. He was a high pick coming out of the draft. 
obviously a big disappointment, but the talent is sort of there. And now if the opportunity's there, maybe he could kind of, I don't know, I'm not really looking for it, but, you know, there are two tight ends, Aikens and Fells, and then Cutie would be the only ones I'd be really looking at at all there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You, Noah kind of hit it on the head with, it's Deshaun Watson. The guy's so supremely talented at maneuvering in the pocket, making things happen. So he's going to find receivers down the field. Obviously, Cooks gets a bump. But um, we've seen in the past that he has used the tight end in situations when he's down, you know, when he was down Hopkins for a couple games or when, you know, Fuller had ACL injuries or hamstring injuries in the past. He does tend to, you know, use the tight end a little more. And especially on the goal line, you see, if you look through the game logs from years past, there's tons of just one yard, two yard, three yard dump offs to the tight end. Yeah. And that's something where I think Aikens, I believe he was an ex or a basketball player in college. He's got the athleticism. He's just one of those guys where um, him or Fells could easily come down with a touchdown and, and make your day. But DFS look definitely there. And even if you're streaming in this tight end wasteland, you kind of yeah. have the opportunity to find some value there. Definitely going Aikens over Fells. And then um, Isaiah Cote, Coulter, is it? Rookie. Um, I don't think he's seen a snap, but people are saying he could be a sleeper in the slot. I mean, this guy is coming out. We haven't really seen him. Um, $3,000 in DraftKings. We'll see. Keep an eye on that. I, I think best best bet is grab one of them because there's no way that Deshaun Watson can't make can't have more than one uh, producing skill player. So it does decrease the Houston ceiling, but he, like Fuller kind of plays the Julio role. I just kind of I feel like he's it makes the whole offense better. But obviously, um, there's still gonna be other guys. So other news: Dobbins and Ingram after this chaotic rescheduling of the Steelers Ravens game. They were cleared for today. Ravens chose to not play them. So they'll be good for next week. We saw Austin Eckler return. I know Jared is so happy about that. And oh, he looked, I mean, 16 targets, 11 receptions, exactly what you want. What a this sweet is why, return. This is why I drafted him first round in PPR. And yeah, no one I mean, else took him in DFS. No one else. I just – don't think it was a, I mean, it, it was his first game back, but yes, it was a good DFS play, obviously. And he should be really good for the rest of the season. They have a pretty easy schedule. I am worried about Keenan Allen. He could go from getting like 20 targets to 15, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor activated from the COVID list. He should play this week. We're back in the Colts running back fiasco. A lot of guys love Jonathan Taylor rest of the season. You know, they kind of uh, – he kind of grounds the offense. He's a more stable running back, and they have a really great schedule. I mean, how much are you guys trusting Jonathan Taylor going forward? I mean, you saw in his last game he had over 20 carries. I, I really feel like Jordan Wilkins is not – the he's not a, a very high-caliber player, mm. at least comparatively to either Naheem Hines or Jonathan Taylor. So I do think it's going to be the Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor show – Hines out of the backfield, and Taylor getting a lot of the carries. You know, I, th I feel like this week he's going to get 12-plus carries. He's well-rested. Yeah. He's going to be primed for this playoff stretch that they're about to go down. They're gonna Yeah, listen to this game. playoff sketch, playoff stretch. We got Houston this week, which is already a great matchup. But, I mean, I don't know if you're in a position where you have to play him this week, but, it, you know, it's not a bad start. Um, but Las Vegas, Houston in 14 and 15 are great. And then Pittsburgh is obviously not ideal, but if – he is performing in, in uh, 14 and 15. I mean, the Colts can move the ball against really anybody. And, uh, you know, he could fall in a few times. But cross that bridge when you come to it. <sighs> Moving on, I like that analysis, Jared. Miles Thank Gaskin. Uh, 
you know, we thought this guy was going to be here at this point. Still, like, uh, the Dolphins kind of turning into one of those mystery teams, right? I mean, it's quite annoying, but we'll see. Uh, keep an eye out on that. If he is a no-go, you might have 10 guys. But whoever does start, I think, is a great play. Uh, and we'll see. It could be Ahmed. It could be – I guess really Ahmed and, and Gaskin, the only guys want to play there. Scratch that. Mm-hmm. Anyone else you're thinking about it if they're both out? No. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Kieran. Brita hasn't really stepped into the role. He's an yeah. electric play. But you the Jets this week. No, 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 that yeah, was last week. You thought with the opportunity he'd be able to break off some of his big plays or something, but he hasn't shown the juice this year. And also just one more thing that I forgot to mention on the Houston side, just really yeah. quick. Um, it'll be interesting to see when David Johnson comes off IR. He's someone who can be utilized in the slot very easily. He's a very capable receiving back yeah. and very capable receiver in general. So um, keep your eye on that. Duke hasn't shown very much juice, but when David Johnson comes back, you know, he could be utilized more in the slot and they can use both the Johnsons at the same time. So it'll be a terrifying thing to watch and you'll be totally confused, but there could be some Both the D Johnsons. So yep. you know, just make sure. Question, will Kenny Galladay ever play <laughs> a football game again? We will see. Honestly, I think, there, I mean, I want to get into the Lions a little bit after firing a Patricia, but I think there's a chance that he's just like, all right, he's gone. I'm going to come back in, and this is a team I want to play for. And I really like uh, a boost for the Lions. We'll get into that later, but it's a good question. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Wednesday afternoon football on American pastime. Something you pass down from generation to generation, and it's American as apple pie, baby. You know, everyone at work. Leaves the office, you everyone goes to the bar. You know, if you're at home at two forty, twelve forty here, whatever it may be, <laughs> go watch here. the game, drink a few beers, have some buffalo wings, right back to work on the other side. It's the mm-hmm. famous American workday split. Anyways, yeah. um, pretty, this is okay. Kind of yeah. an unexpected turnout. The Ravens actually stayed in it with these. Uh, backups, RG3 got injured, Trace McSorley came in, looked like Trace McSorley, and uh, we thought that Snell would be able to pick up the slack. He, he, he did play his role, wasn't great for fantasy, and then Ebron with seven catches, like, all right, you know, that's a good tight end day. Pro- I mean, the chances of either of these guys being played after all the delays is pretty low, but if you add them, uh, Ebron, nice. Not too much to take away. Both defenses are very good. Uh, you know, the Steelers just play to their competition. Uh, why not? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the opposite. It's like they're the opposite of the Raiders. The Raiders mm-hmm. just play below their competition, and the Steelers just play right above. And, uh, <laughs> Come on, dude. That's, that's a low blow. There's a few players. A few players I want. I'm a Lions fan, okay? I could say anything I want about NFL teams because I'm a Lions fan. What, uh, who's, who, what fan base is below the Lions fan? Like, what fan base am I not allowed the to Jets. touch? The, the Jets, yeah. The Eagles. No, the well, Eagles won a Super Bowl. I don't believe. I think Jacksonville and the Jets. Okay, I think e- Eagles, you can because they won a Super Bowl. Hey, the fine. Jags have been to more conference finals in the past, what is it, 20 years than the Cowboys or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. I think the Jaguars, if they won the Super Bowl, they'd be in the Eagles situation. But, anyways, let's go into some players to discuss. I mean, Hinton, Denver's starting quarterback. <laughs> I mean, what a stud. One for, one for 13. Round of applause. <laughs> you got to feel bad for him. Yeah, it was such an interesting social media reaction to Hinton playing this week. It was like half of the social media universe was just torching him and dragging him. (laughs) 
one completion, two interceptions, and then half of the social media was praising him for stepping up and just taking this like hasn't yeah. snap a quarterback. I'm more on that side. On the it's I mean it's an unprecedented situation. Makes I mean, you saw like the game. Good. It was probably the one of the more boring games ever. Um, oh yeah. I I really thought it would be like exciting. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's gonna complete a pass or two. You know, as a receiver, it could be pretty shifty. Bad game. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Here's an interesting one. Aaron Jones had this incredible start to the season, 45 points against Detroit in week two, I believe. And now Jamal Williams is coming in here. And here's my philosophy about the situation. Packers are a fantastic team. They're good on both sides of the ball. And they're playing teams recently they haven't really needed to push that hard against. Aaron Jones has had some health issues in the past. And this season, they want to keep him healthy for the playoffs. And listen to the games coming up. Philly, Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee. Two of those are very easily winnable. Carolina, pretty winnable. Tennessee, we'll see. Classic. Um, but I, we're going to get into league winners, and I'll say more on Jamal Williams later. But any other thoughts on Aaron Jones going forward? Is there any chance you're fading him in, a, in an interesting situation? I don't know if you can fade him, but, you know, I'm definitely going to echo what you said about Jamal Williams. You know, last year and the year before, there's there a lot of talk, a lot of chatter out there about the free Aaron Jones move, free Aaron Jones movement, and rightfully so. He was by far the best back. But this year, Jamal – not saying Jamal Williams is better than Aaron Jones in any way, but Jamal Williams has been playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. In the passing game and the running game. I mean, he's – I think he's an NFL good. starter caliber running back. Definitely. He's going to get paid mm-hmm. after this year. This is last year under contract. Uh, so, I don't see any reason why the Packers would stop that given, like you said, Aaron Jones's recent calf injury and the fact that Jamal Williams is, like, actually good now. Yeah. Can, I, can, I give an, uh, can I give a spread on Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams' carries? What do you guys think the spread is this year uh, between those numbers? Well, I think Aaron Jones will continue to get around 15 carries, and I feel like Jamal Williams will get around total total yeah. carries well, Aaron for the Jones year. Is a couple games. Well, total yeah. carries. They have they have 228 combined. So, uh-huh. what do you think is the spread? 15. I'll just say it. 15. It's, it's 32. But here's uh-huh. the interesting part: the spread for receptions is five. Okay, Aaron Jones wow. is 33. Jamal Williams is 27. Okay, he's been involved. I think they want to keep Aaron Jones healthy. And keep both backs involved. I think he could be really good down the Some, stretch. Yeah, something, something of note. Just in that situation, it's been like this almost forever with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. You just don't realize mm-hmm. because yeah. Aaron Jones had twenty million touchdowns last year, but they just yeah. use both of them. They're both integral parts of the offense. They're both trusted in pass protection. They're both trusted mm-hmm. out of the backfield. It's not like it was ever 80-20 Aaron Jones. It's always been a split. And when Jamal Williams is playing well, they're going to keep riding him. And just like you guys said, they don't want to burn one guy into the ground when he has, you know, a history of injuries. So it's not like I'm shocked while on the floor that this happened. The touchdown. Yeah, so, and something else is kind of like the Steelers, the Packers are fine with letting Aaron Rodgers just throw the ball the entire game too. Like even when they're ahead, they're fine throwing the ball. Aaron Rodgers had four passing touchdowns. Yeah. So He's back I, I think to his former self this ceiling. year for sure. You can't bench Aaron Jones to your ultimate question, but his ceiling is definitely lower in my opinion. Yeah. I'm definitely fitting him in DFS. Um, <clears throat> I don't really think there's much to discuss about Austin Eckler. We touched on it before. Fantastic. You're starting him every week. Oh, my. He especially. led, the, led the, the week in routes run for backs last week in his first game back after missing like 10 weeks. That's yeah. just 
when the questions were answered up, will Justin Herbert, you know, that just shows Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. You know, he, he's not <laughs> someone yeah. who just plays his game regardless of who's out there. He saw his best player was out of the backfield, and he took advantage of it. And that gives me a lot of hope moving forward with him as a quarterback. Think about oh, uh, where Eckler and Kamara's values have gone. Eckler so low the entire year, not knowing if he's going to come back, and now he's probably a top five running back, especially in PPR formats. I, I still can't believe I picked up Eckler in a high stakes league. Like That's someone insane. dropped him, and now and I had a now I've you know my running back situation is saved. And gee, <laughs> I would hope. I'll so. let you, I'll let one of you take this next one just for the sake. Oh my and, god! <clears throat> Let's hear it. It was that situation. I just don't even understand. Like, not only am I a Raiders. What are we fan, talking I, about, Kieran? We're talking yeah, about Derek, we're talking about Derek Carr. And there we're you go. About, not only am I. You <laughs> won't even say his name. <laughs> he skipped the part a, where he said his name. I'm suffering as a Raiders fan. I bet money on the Raiders, so that's a double trouble, double Ooh, penny. Double and whammy. just watching that game, the Atlanta defense hadn't given up a non-top twelve quarterback all year, and. Whatever is Nathan Peterman comes in for three fourths of one quarter and scores more fantasy points than Derek Carr did in three quarters. I mean, he Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. The game was just a. It was such an outlier in every sense of the way. Like the Raiders were not only the better team. It was set up as a was great matchup. Everybody on their team played horrible. It, there was not one player who stepped up. I'd like to go back to. A few weeks passed, and Noah can't get off clean here, where Noah said Derek Carr was a startable quarterback on your fantasy roster going forward because he went through these games and he said, oh, look, he plays the Falcons, he plays the Jets, he plays the Chargers, all these teams. If and that came if you didn't fade him on your own, I mean, maybe I should just talk about him every week. But if he's <laughs> throwing 130 yards per week, then maybe you shouldn't be doing fantasy if you're, if you're still playing. Yeah. What what what's his uh what are we putting his over under for fantasy points this week against the Jets? I think he's gonna have a good game. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll set it at sixteen and a half. You going over or under that? I'll take the under. Over. I'm going, I'm going over. over. I'm taking the under there. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the suck. one thing I will say that game, he was in, you know, arguably not the top tier MVP race, but he was a great quarterback the full season. All of his statistics were career highs. Dude, there's was, just quarterback is such a weird position. You see dude. Wentz, who had an MVP season. You had Carr, who beat the Chiefs. Was that at home or on the road? On the road. On the road. Beat the on Chiefs the on the road. And I mean, the Falcons hey, have and almost beat him at home, too. And he played one of the most lights out games I've seen him play in his yeah, career. It was I mean, dynamite. And Trent Brown's coming back this week. I kind of yeah, Oops. I kind of see the Raiders as like I think the Eagles offense is now a, it's now a Raiders light. Like you really want to avoid the Eagles and you kind of want to avoid the Raiders just because the quarterback play is so bad and you just really can't trust them. I mean, obviously you're playing Darren Waller, but what? this kind of bro, we had what? one bad game. Yeah, you you want to pull up his numbers? What are you talking yes. about? You, you're no, saying no, bad you, QB play, are you or are you saying bad fantasy? fantasy? Yeah, we're talking about fantasy. fantasy. Talk about these guys for fantasy, about his pass okay. catchers for fantasy. You yeah. can't play Eagles okay. anymore. You can play Goddard. You can play the tight ends for both guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know who is starting Raiders. Like I, I, I mean, do like Aguilar. You can start Aguilar. Here's, here's the yards for Carr. 215, 275, 154, 165, 111. Like, <laughs> 111. <laughs> against Cleveland? Oh, that was a rain game. But yeah, we are. 
we're, we're arguing the same point. He's not a fantasy option right now moving forward, but that doesn't mean he's not a good quarterback or good for the system that they're running and winning football games. They were six and three at one point. You know, he's playing good football. He's at just one not point. <laughs> the Lions were uh, 10 and 6 a few years ago as well. Okay, let's move on to a different one. Ryan Fitzpatrick really changes the Dolphins' offense. Uh, it looks like two is going to be back this week, but this is an interesting situation. They really kind of forced Tua in there. You saw Ryan Fitzpatrick's quote he wasn't ready to leave. This was his team. They were winning games, and Tua obviously makes the team worse. So I don't, I guess there's, are they still in tank mode or they're like, Oh, you know, we're not, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Let's go even harder next year. I mean, you can't do it forever. You got to play at some point. So taking Ryan Fitzpatrick out, very interesting choice. Um, but two is back in. And then it's really like, here's Gesicki, Parker, really the whole offense when Fitzpatrick is playing and when two is playing. So yeah. there's the split. It's exactly this much room. If you're on YouTube, you'll understand. If you're on podcast, it's about a f- 10 inches. Um, is the is the about a distance of that offense. Huh? Ten in- yeah. yeah, I think I think you the two situations well. less about, you know, just not wanting to win football games and more about this is just a stacked quarterback class coming into the draft next year and they want to see what they yeah. have and they want to make sure that he's, you know, at least got the building blocks. That's a good point. Young team that's looking promising. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We've seen such good rookie quarterback play this year, and then Tua's like kind of the odd man out. And he's three and one. It's not like he's playing, you know, he's winning games. He's winning games because of the defense. Um, yeah. But he's getting it done, yeah. Okay, interesting player recently. Taysom Hill really shaking up the Saints defense as well. And Latavius Murray with back-to-back, like, RB1 games. And fantasy, maybe the fantasy MVP through, uh, you know, half the year or maybe 12 weeks. Kamara. I mean, where do we we talked about Kamara a lot on the Thanksgiving show when you guys weren't here. I was kind of fading in, um, but Rightfully we so. could have Drew Brees coming back later in the season. What do you guys do? I mean, and we have Atlanta. No, who is Atlanta this week? Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't think it even matters who they're playing. It's more just who's that quarterback. And if mm-hmm. Drew Brees isn't playing, Kamara's ceiling is not as high he just doesn't catch passes the way he does. i really think that they say okay here's the new offense it's worked two weeks in a row we're not going to get balls to kamara smooth there in jones situation we are a playoff team we're going to have a bye week keep kamara healthy he's had his health issues in the past latavius murray's kind of playing the jamal williams role let's just you know against the broncos we're really going to put kamara out there i mean that's just politics you got to play him you know a little bit but honestly who are you taking this week i'm taking murray Oh, Kamara. I mean, yeah, I'd rather have Kamara. Murray. Take Murray this week. I think uh, – Two weeks in a row. Why, why – what do you, you – Yeah, we're not – we're not a – I don't think he's going to have a great week this way, but they're playing the same team they played two weeks ago. You know, they've already played the Falcons. They know it works. But I think, obviously, we're not a dynasty podcast, but where I'm more concerned is, you know, Drew Brees is on his victory lap last year, maybe one more year if we're, if we're lucky. But mm-hmm. what do you do with Kamara in – dynasty i mean he just secured a bag got paid huge in the offseason you know the quarterbacks who they're gonna like it's either gonna be a rookie Taysom hill or james winston Taysom Hill and james winston have both shown they don't throw to the running back position what what do you do with him moving forward or michael thomas even what these are guys who just got paid huge sums of money and you if you haven't been dynasty you thought you were locked in like what do you what do you guys think about those guys Hardball question. Yeah, no, I but I but I like it. Here, I think the Saints 
have a good system. Sean Payton has pretty much played this Drew Brees pocket passer system for like ever. And I don't think they're going to, I mean, they're shaking it up this year to get wins. We saw Bridgewater come in last year and, you know, not play a completely different offense, but a slightly different offense. They're able to adapt because they have talent, but I do think they want to stay in the system. I'm Kamara definitely goes down from like a top three to a top five, but I'm not like forcing a trade. I'm not super worried about it. Michael Thomas, I mean, these guys are so talented. You might have the year off next year. You might have a year where the Saints kind of take a Patriots year and just be like, all right, we just lost our amazing, amazing, you know, Hall of Fame starter. Let's uh, take a year off, get a draft pick. We'll figure it out down, down the line. You know, Sean Payne's, you know, he, he's not going anywhere forever. I mean, he will retire a Saints uh, coach, and I really like uh, – See, I don't hate Kamara going forward. I feel like with the Saints, they're not they're not in a take a year off kind of mode with just their contract situation. It's not like the Patriots where right now they're kind of rebounding from it. It's right yeah. now they've they've signed everybody to long term contracts. That's in a win now situation, and they're in a win now mode, except for that QB position for the next three four years with the mm-hmm. guys they signed. So I feel like Breeze is is going to be playing another two years after this. If I'm being honest. Honestly, would you guys be surprised if Kamara or Thomas was traded in the offseason? That's right. I mean, it depends on what happens in the playoffs, you know. I don't yeah. think the Saints would be successful without utilizing Alvin Kamara. I mean, I, yes, Taysom Hill being there, he doesn't like throwing the running backs, but he's only started for two games. If he's a long-term option for a full season, it's not just going to be Taysom Hill running the ball. Is there? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I could, yeah. I could definitely Anyone can throw to the running back. I could see the Saints going out and signing someone like Kirk Cousins next year. He's off his deal. You know, they're in a win-now mode. They need a pocket passer who's a free agent. I could just, That's a good fit, you know, something like that. I don't think they're willing to get a rookie quarterback in there. It's just my take. But we'll see how that – it's irrelevant for this week in fantasy. I mean, if their defense stays good and, and that offense stays chugging seven-yard runs, I mean, Taysom Hill could be the guy. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, I'm not putting – uh, Kamara too far down, or uh, Thomas. Claude Edwards-Alaire, coming off the two-touchdown game, gets the dud that Kieran predicted against the Bucks. I mean, has a really tough playoff schedule. This guy could be a really big playoff dud. Um, let me pull up the schedule. What do you guys think? I mean, you just you got to be most nervous about Le'Veon Bell's snap share coming into play and the fact that there's so many weapons in Kansas city that they don't have to utilize them. Yeah. So he's going to have his moments. He's going to score every once in a while. I feel like if he's not scoring, he's not all that valuable, but you know, Le'Veon Bell, he looked, he looked okay this past the, week. The main concern is if, if Tyreek Hill has two fifty plus touchdowns, and, and Tyre, if they're not covering Tyreek Hill, which to be, to be fair is a difficult thing to do, but then Clyde edwards is not going to have a good game. They're just going to throw the ball all day. And I don't think Le'Veon Bell is that big of an issue. The, all the games yeah. that he's made, he's gotten about 30% snaps. Clyde's been about 60 or so percent snaps. The problem is if Patrick Mahomes is cooking, you're not running the ball. So it's going to be yeah, hard. You, and it's just really hard to predict. I mean, you have – I'm looking at Clyde's points right here. A week eight, six for 21 against the Jets. Great matchup. Week nine, five for 14 against the Panthers. Great matchup. Save the day with a with a receiving touchdown, and then Las Vegas fourteen for sixty nine and two touchdowns. Another great matchup. I mean, there's not too much to discern between those. Where you're saying, "Oh, this was the good week." I mean, so you 
I mean, you have that ceiling of 20 points, but it's just hard to predict when it's going to happen. This past week, Tampa that, Bay. Something that surprised me a bunch is like, I'm, yeah. I, I, I manage, or I have Patrick Mahomes on, on, on my team this year. And, yeah. you know, as an owner, that's just like, you're, you're so stoked. You're, you're really confident. You're really happy about it. But what I've noticed so much this year is with every other quarterback or team, when they get down to the one yard line, you're like, ah, shit, they're going to run it in. You know, with <laughs> the Chiefs, I think – when, when they get on the one-yard line, I think it's like – They really 70, don't. And Bills. Like 75, 25 that they're going to run some weird play for Patrick Mahomes. They just don't run the ball on the one-yard line. They, they don't. They don't get to the – it's too late. They've already scored from the – But when they do, it's the difference. It's why he has 50 touchdowns versus 35. You know, every other team's just handing yeah. off the runs around. You're going to get a touchdown. He's doing everything in his power to get his touchdown numbers up. And it's just I think that drags down, you know, Clyde's ceiling. Yeah. And honestly, this week against Denver seems like a fantastic matchup. I'm a little worried. I mean, you saw it happening against the Jets. They just ran up the score with Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the Chiefs will transition into a little bit of a more um, conservative offense with no. uh, these – hold on. With these teams are playing, Denver, Miami, New Orleans, Atlanta. I mean, Denver and Atlanta are, are pretty sure matchups. They, they might just – all I'm saying is they might if – they, if they know they're going to win, they might keep some guys a little bit healthy for the playoffs. They're, they're in that race for the only by – uh, this is the new playoff where it was only one by. So they're in that race with the Steelers for that top record. So they're going to keep pushing. Um, but, I mean, but, 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 but Denver, Miami, New Orleans, let me, all Let me tell matches. you why you're wrong here. Yeah. On November 1st, the Chiefs played the New York Jets. They mm-hmm. won 35-9, to and Clyde had six carries. And Mahomes yes. threw the ball 42 times. Yeah. Through five touchdown passes. Yep. So that's why I don't think so. And even then, Clyde, you know, you think he's going to have this nice floor because he's catching passes. He's caught two balls the past two Not games. really, yeah. Oh. yeah. I think you kind of miss out Where's the floor here? <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really love Clyde going forward either. Yeah. Um, but I do think that you could see a little bit of a receiving boost going forward. Um, yeah, cool. Any other thoughts there? DJ Moore on by this week. He has been quite the roller coaster this year. Thought it was going to be a knee injury. The quote ankle uh, x ray came back positive. People are confused about this. You really have to wait and see if he does take time off. Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. I mean, between those two, who do you like more? I'm going to stay out of this. <laughs> Uh, for me I think both are pretty much must starts Um, if I had to pick I would honestly I think I'd gotta go Robbie Anderson I think that Teddy Bridgewater is a passer and uh, they're gonna get him Curtis Samuel involved especially on the goal line but I think the volume is gonna get you know if DJ Moore misses time that Robbie gets a huge boost if DJ Moore does come back you're kind of back in this, you know, round robin of who's going to have the week. I'm kind of leaning DJ Moore, if I'm being honest. If, if that injury, you know, he has the bye week this week, that injury isn't all too serious, which it doesn't sound like it is. You know, Robbie, if he doesn't have that huge touchdown on a kind of a blown coverage where he just got away for like 60 yards, he doesn't have that good of a week. It's kind of a special and he's, he's had one. On touchdown since week one. Yeah. He, 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 he struggles to get above these 70 yard marks. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. When you're looking at those two, it's kind of what do you, 
what do you need? You know, Robbie's yeah. been just covered with targets, and you know, even in his bad games, he's seven for 40. You know, so it's like, yeah, you're in PPR, you're fine. And it's just one of those things where we've seen when he was on the Jets, he's a, he's fast, he's, you know, a deep threat. And so it's just, you know, maybe DJ Moore was better at that. And if DJ Moore is out for a little bit or, you know, a little nicked up, maybe they'd move him back inside and Robbie gets some deep targets. So, um, you know, Curtis is a little more of a gadget guy. And he, you know, he might have a three-touchdown game or a two-touchdown game because they, you know, manufacture touches for him. But I think Robbie's pretty safe, and I would like to have him on my lineups for sure as a nice arm. Yeah, know, I think both are basically yeah. must-starts each week. I will if, say, if DJ Moore misses. we are tracking DJ Moore versus Robbie Anderson on the season. DJ Moore has two and a half more half PPR points. So it is cool. now. Like, he can't miss a game. <laughs> Can't miss a game. But what, 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 did I go DJ? I think it was me and Jared DJ or me and Mike DJ. Well, I was Robbie. Yeah, you still are. You got to. You got to. Well, no. Now you. I feel like going forward, I'd rather have DJ. Yeah, but you already signed your contract with, with Robbie Anderson, so sorry about that. Miles Sanders. Pretty much the Eagles as a whole. I mean, let's talk about this. Miles Sanders. Uh, real quick, fun fact: my dud of the year. Um, We'll just let that simmer. Okay. <laughs> Miles Sanders, you know, maybe the best player of the offense. What is it? Six carries? Absurd. I mean, this Eagles offense, Peterson won the championship, the coach of the Eagles, but he's got to go. I mean, that game was awful. And then Jalen Hurts, that Jalen Hurts series, I, <laughs> I'm i an Eagle. I mean, I'm, I'm more I'm first Lions fan, the second Eagles fan, and I could not be more livid. I mean, they're in the playoff hunt, literally. They are in contention. You put Jalen Hurts – first down was a penalty. You put Jalen Hurts in second down. He completes Alshon Jeffrey's first reception of the year, six yards. Uh, put Carson Wentz back in on third down, sacked. What do you What do you think happened? Yeah, you're right. He was sacked. And then Jalen Hurts didn't see another snap all game. I mean, it's just like – like you like – am I crazy? Like am I – this is the this is the, light, the debate I always have in my head is like, is there something other going on or am I really smarter than an NFL coach that's being paid millions of dollars? Like I, like you don't want to, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. This is what they do. I I feel like this, get your feet wet, play one snap a quarter. I think, I think that's a really good idea, honestly. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know the, I don't know the uh, terminology as well, but I feel like I could be like, all right, you know, let's play Jalen. If you guys want to do like, you know, something in the flats right here, whatever play you guys feel like that probably is better coaching then uh yeah it's, <laughs> it's so hard for me to take let's off run my, more with miles sanders yeah, you guys can take, run wherever it's take it's it's hard for me to take off my football fan hat and put on my fantasy hat when we talk about you know dud of the year being miles sanders because in the fantasy hat world you're so right and it, he's not, he hasn't produced and he's been injured but in the football hat he's such a good player he's so talented he does amazing things when he gets the ball he's he's the three he has a three down set and they you know skill set and they bring in boston scott for no apparent reason who brings no juice like in no area of his game is he better than miles sanders and miles sanders is getting six carries when he's leading the league in yards per carry can't expect logic in in an illogical situation and it sucks that he's a dud because when you watch him he's good and it's like Yeah. Regardless of which quarterback you play, you give the ball to your best player. It doesn't make any sense. I get Except it. Except on that, uh, on that from one, the beginning, but their quarterback has turnover worthy plays of the year, and they let him throw forty five times. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what they're waiting for. 
and then what was you know what, what was the cherry on top was whoever was commentating that game was just loving Wentz. Yeah. So, you know, this is everyone else's problem. Wentz is doing a great job. Uh, but, you know, the other, the, everybody, they need, really need to put better pieces around him. You know, if they drafted a wide receiver in the first round, that'd be good. You know, if they had uh, one of the best running back talents in the NFL, that'd probably be good. And if they had a really up and coming top five tight end, probably in the league, uh, that would also be good. Wait, he already has all those pieces. Put in Hurts. It's just yeah. a line. Put in Hurts. My- I might be sitting Miles Sanders going forward. I don't know. I don't my have last, him anywhere. Yeah, my last complaint before because we're we're getting off fantasy here. He but did, he, Kieran just gave the, the head massage. I, that <laughs> game made me so angry. And they're down. They're down. I think it was eight. They're down eight in the early in the fourth quarter. They it's like, won. Fourth, it's fourth and six. Oh my god! No, no, they're down. They're down ten or nine or something. Two little two possessions. They're down nine. So early in the fourth quarter. You're fourth and six. Your quarterback's playing like dog shit. And you have a 40-yard field goal to make it a one-possession game. And you go for it on fourth and six, and he throws a pick. It's like, what are you doing? That made Yeah, it so is angry. absurd. I'd be really surprised if he's not fired. They're in playoff. I mean, like, I, I mean, maybe they're tanking, but they're really – they could be – they're going to have a home playoff game. I think it's going to be Washington after what we've seen, but – You get a lottery pick and make the playoffs in the same year. That's a good question. <laughs> I hope. Uh, let's talk about some. Just I've picked a few low key studs. I'd like your guys' takes on. <laughs> low. Key. Uh, let's start off low key studs. I, we need a drop for low key studs. Low key. Studs. <laughs> we need any drops. No cap. <laughs> All right, you guys want to put a little more time in the show? I'm out here. I'm just kidding. Cam Akers kind of took on that that Mostert style. It was like ten mm-hmm. for eighty. I don't really know the exact yards. But kind of and a touchdown, and the most carries out of the backfield. Is this the transition we've all been waiting for? For the record, Cam Akers, another guy was fading, but that doesn't matter. Uh, early season. What do you guys think of Cam Akers going forward? I mean, I feel like he's a fine, fine waiver guy, but you know, he's still got outrushed by Daryl Henderson. Malcolm Brown's still there taking some of the receiving work. Did not get outrushed by Daryl Henderson this past week. Not outrushed, like outrushing attempt. Daryl Henderson had more attempts than him. Okay. So I think Henderson had like 10 and Akers had like eight or nine. Yeah. So I don't think it's, I mean, obviously I was really high on Akers coming into the draft. I feel like he's definitely the best player there, but you know, the Rams situation, they, they like to spread the ball around. We see that with the receivers. We see that with the running backs. They have multiple tight ends. You know, this isn't a an offense where you can count on everybody week. I mean, we even saw Cooper Cup last week. He had like 15 catches in the first half. Yeah, the Rams players are so up and down. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much the right thing. Is you just don't know, but I think at this point of the year, any running back off waivers is just so rare. I mean, nine Mm -hmm. for 84 or 10 for one for 10 for 19. I mean, which running back do you want to give more carries for going forward? Ask Sean McVay, a very good coach. Trey Burton. I mean, touchdowns give you – I heard they give you six points. And in the tight end landscape, that is pretty good. If you – pretty much if you don't have one of the top guys, I mean, Darren Waller went, what, had like 30 yards last week. It's really just Kelsey. If you don't have Kelsey and your guy gets touchdown, it's a good week, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the tight end landscape, I'm looking at Trey Burton right now on ESPN. I'll get this to his uh, stats in a second. What do you guys think about going and going forward? He's a pretty good dart play. I mean, tight end is chasing a, t- a touchdown, really. Yeah. 
They're trying to get him touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns this year, three receiving. He had a touchdown in six. It's really just what we used to see. Did is your tight end of a touchdown? He had a tight. He had a touchdown in six, eight, eleven, and twelve. And he's had eleven targets over the past two weeks. So a little bit of, uh, you know, yards as well to sweeten it up. And then the schedule. We know that the Colts have a great schedule going forward. Houston, Las Vegas, Houston, Pittsburgh. And I do think that Sean Watson's going to be able to keep up with this. Uh, team. I don't think that the Colts are going to be able to put it away so easily. They're going to be passing the ball. Jonathan Taylor's still going to have his, but I love Trey Burton going forward if you are struggling in the tight end department. Denzel Mims. I've talked enough about Denzel Mims. I know Michael's a big Mims guy. What's you, what, uh going to have a Mims drop, too. Kieran, get on the drops, okay? Mims, let's hear it. Michael. <laughs> you know how I feel. Yeah, we don't call Michael Michael Mims for no reason. <clears throat> Mims Michael, it's my Michael Mims, Denzel Mims minute of the week since you got rid- Denzel Mims minute of the week. A new segment has been created. Uh, I don't care about. Uh, I don't care about a a teaser, I think anymore. The sort of a league winner. They have a great schedule, and he's had a consistent target share. I mean, if real quick schedule steady, is Las Vegas, Seattle, Rams, Cleveland to end it off. Outside of the Rams, it's a very doable schedule. Um, and if he breaks one for a touchdown, he gives you 15 to 20 points. Yeah, that's the issue, though. Like, they don't really I mean, we, do that we were wrong touchdown on, thing. We were wrong on Jamison Crowder, it sounds. it lo- It's looking like we were wrong on him. Well, Sam Darnold hasn't played, though, to be fair. so uh, He played last week. He didn't do anything last week either. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he was good when he was good, and he's bad when he's bad. It was a nice, clean split. We thought, Jam- we thought Jamison Crowder – Every game he was playing when he was healthy, he was getting over 100 yards. And now yeah. he's just not doing that. <laughs> as much as I love to uh, remember good and bad takes, I mean, every every week is such a different week in the fantasy world. I don't think you have to feel bad about that. Obviously, yeah. like, if you're still playing Crowder, like I said before, if you're still playing Crowder, you you're still playing Carr, that. That, that's, you're not, you, that's not how you play fantasy. Um, <laughs> okay. It's, uh, if you're just tuning in now, which is impossible, and I'm used to saying that because we're on the radio, <laughs> this is Guys We Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dudes Football, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Let's talk about some league winners. So before we get into that, this is the last week week before most playoffs. And so it's getting more granular here. You can you know start to look at your team as 3, 14, 15, and 16. Who am I, I going to have for these weeks? Obviously, still have 13 to go. But usually, when you're looking at a fantasy player, you say this is a combination of opportunity and talent. And now you can add a really determining factor, which is schedule. So you're creating that, you know, that regression model. A lot can be can be predicted a lot more accurately. Thanks, McCombs. Um, <laughs> so I asked the guys to prepare some league winners. My definition of a league winner is an obvious or non-obvious player. That will produce consistent high-end production through weeks 14 through 16. Uh, yeah. So, Jared, you want to start it off? Let's – we got four tiers. Let's just go one tier at a time, okay? Okay. Tier one. Start – tier one is a high-end player. Tier two, mid-tier. Tier three, sleeper. And tier four, a waiver wire hero. Jared, who is your high-end player league winner? My high-end player is the rec- receiver number one with the Vikings, Adam Thiel. Oh, Justin – oh. Yes. Interesting. So, why? Well, I, I mean, I like them both, but I really love Adam Thielen. He is not only really good, Dalvin Cook's a little banged up, 
but they're playing good teams and they're in the playoff hunt. What we've seen from them is they will run the ball and just pound the, pound the rock. Kirk Cousins won't even throw 20 balls when they're beating bad teams or even when they beat the Packers that one week. That was a weird week, though. They have a pretty hard schedule coming up. They're playing decent teams. They'll be throwing the ball. Adam Thielen's going to get involved. He had the week off this past week. He's fresh. Adam he's Thielen is kind of defense agnostic. He just exactly. kind of does his thing sometimes and doesn't do it other times. Not really as correlated with who's covering him. So I like that pick. How are you, Kieran? Who's your high-end pick? Um, my high-end pick is Travis Kelsey. I think just to highlight, obviously, you're going to play him if you have him, but I really think he's been the definition of a league winner for people this year and moving yeah. forward. I mean, because for two reasons. One, tight end is so horrible, like we've talked about all year. He's averaging 89 yards per game, and the number two tight end, Darren Waller, is averaging 49. And that's so he's doubling up the number two player at the position. And not to mention touchdowns, not to mention catches. He's leading in everything. And not leading in touchdowns, but he's up there leading in every category other than that. And secondly, you picked him, you know, top of the second round, maybe mid second round. Think about all the players that went at the end of the first round and the start of the second round. How many of them have busted? How many of them are injured? He's a league winner because you've got the value at a good spot in the draft and he makes a difference at his position. So I think moving forward, you just see that he's involved in the game plan. Mahomes loves him. They have a really good rapport. So fun question. If you could redraft now, I think Kelsey went around the, the back of the first beginning of the second, 14, 15. We're like, where does he go? Like, are you taking him hmm. seven, eight? Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I probably I, earlier, honestly. Well, I mean, you, I mean have your, you have your running backs that you would take at the top. You'd probably just boot Michael Thomas and add Kelsey. That'd be probably – everybody else is pretty much you – know, like assuming, I mean, assuming we know all read. the injuries. Yeah, I'm saying he goes in front of that Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon tier. Oh, no, I mean, like, if you drafted now, knowing everything. I mean, I feel like it'd be Cook, Adams, Henry, Tyreek. Are you drafting yeah. Tyreek before him? Yeah, James definitely. Robinson. James Robinson. I, wait, yeah, but hold James. on. I don't know if you're drafting Tyreek or – I mean, Devontae Adams, I think, yes. But, yes, you're getting more points from Tyreek Hill. But if you look at Tyreek Hill and whatever other tight end you're getting versus Kelsey and your receiver, what's going to get you more points every I week? Tyreek. I take Kelsey. I think – yeah, I, I think Kelsey. I'm taking Kelsey there. I mean, Tyreek, it's hard to say that. It's 60 I mean, Tyreek, points. <laughs> Tyreek is, is 20-plus every week. Okay, maybe Tyreek. But here's a good one. Nick Chubb or, Ty, or, or Travis Kelsey? But you, Travis said, Kelsey. you said you were taking Devontae Adams for sure. Tyreek Hill has 30 more points than him on the season. Dude, yeah, but he, he missed yeah, four it's one games. week, though. Yeah, it's one week. And, and Devontae missed, like, four games. He's the number still, one. You know, Tyreek that people were hurt, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. How, how they did this. Yeah, but well, I mean, I guess right now, forward. if you drafted a team going for forward. the rest of the season, yes. Whatever. Okay, what about, I mean, here's a good one, DK Metcalf or Travis Kelsey? Kelsey. 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 It's, yeah, so he's like a, he's like a Dude, seventh. Looking seventh at Tyree Kills, sorry, this is just random. His, yeah. his target share the past three weeks, 18, 14, 15 targets. That's insane. <laughs> what are you, Keenan Allen? He's had Dude, two touchdowns. You know what the new trend is? He's had a NFL? touchdown every week the past five weeks. He's the dud of the week because he's not going to keep having touchdowns every week, and he's kept having touchdowns every week. <laughs> 273 Dude, touchdowns. That's insane. Dude, the best teams give it to their best players. I mean, Smart. 
Doug Peterson like watches the <laughs> watches the Chiefs tape. He's like, "What are they doing? What is going on here?" What I mean, why I know is this, who's why your is this who's your number one? My high tier, great transition by the way. My top tier guy for the playoffs is Terry McLaurin. Okay, Antonio Gibson just showed up big time. Three touchdowns against Dallas. But looking at the schedule going forward, I mean, Dallas is about as good as it gets. We got Pittsburgh this week. I mean, you're playing McLaurin if you have him, probably. But then San Francisco, Seattle, Carolina. These aren't these aren't easy games for the for the Redskins. Or er, excuse me, I am so sorry. Ooh. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> We're gonna get canceled. Take <laughs> Washington football team and start. <laughs> I think I gotta say Washington. I think I say it five times. Washington football team. Washington football team. Washington football team. That's enough. Okay. Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Seattle, Carolina. And Gibson's going to, you know, have his. He's obviously a starter, but you're not going to see this game script you saw last week. Defenses are going to be stuck in the box. Tamar Clorn, league winner. I'm worried about Alex Smith's health next week against the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, who isn't? Everyone in America I'm is terrified. worried about Alex Smith all the time. You ask the stranger on the street, what week. you thinking of? Why the, why the long face, sir? <laughs> worried about Alex Smith, bro? He, Dude, why is he back there's in the nobody, nobody was worried about Alex Smith against Demarcus Lawrence. Let me tell you that. Everybody is worried about Alex Smith versus TJ Watt. Bruh. But TJ Watt's such a nice guy. But you know who is a really <sighs> nice so- guy? Joshua Kelly, I heard. Very Touchdown nice guy. this past week. Michael. Who is your high-end fantasy league winner? Thank you for asking. Thought I'd never get the time. <laughs> Allen Robinson, who's going to be a top 10, probably better wide receiver rest of the season, in my opinion. And because of the three games they play down the stretch, they play the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars, who have suspect secondaries. And if Mitch Trubisky plays, it only boosts his ceiling because Mitch Trubisky can extend the play and he can make off-schedule plays, and he just throws to Allen Robinson. When they get down in the red zone, sorry, yes, Jimmy Graham's a great red zone target, but they actually threw to Allen Robinson for once. And he had that one, he did drop it, but he scored a couple of touchdowns. He had 13 targets last week. I, I just think he's going to be a, a stud down stretch. Like that. Yeah, I can cool. jump in with my, yeah, I can jump in with my yeah. tier two player. So that's Thank a mid tier player, not necessarily someone who's you know a sleeper waiver wire guy. I'm going with Debo Samuel. Um, before the draft this year, I was just all in on Debo Samuel. I thought he was a really good player coming in. He's super talented, super tough. And what I think I've seen this year that's the most important part is he's matchup agnostic the same way that. Thielen is, but for a different reason. Not because he's such a good route runner or anything, just because they will get him the ball no matter what you throw at him. They'll, they'll throw mm-hmm. the ball 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage to get him the ball. I think he has more yards after the catch than he does receiving yards this year. Some crazy stat like that. He just he gets the ball in negative, you know, behind the line of scrimmage and he goes. So he had Ramsey last week and had 13 catches, you know, so it's He's one of those guys I think you might even be able to scoop him off your waiver wire if some people, you know, he was sitting on waiver wires for a long time. And I think he's a good play, um, matchup agnostic, and just kind of um, will be solid for you going down the stretch. Real quick, I just want to say I'm just going to ban the word agnostic for the rest of the show. Just too much of it. <laughs> uh, Kieran just maxed out our third and fourth agnostic. So, yeah. My mid-tier guy is Jay. K. Dobbins. Been talking about him all year. And there it is. This 
Ravens offense is not what it used to be back in the good old days of 2019, okay? They need this guy to step it up in the rest of the season or else they, they're, they're, they might miss the playoffs. I think they're 6-6 six and six now. So that's not, that's not the Ravens we thought we were going to see this year. Uh, you got the Lions share two weeks ago, sat this past week with a loss. Lamar can come back. His ceiling goes up. But I think the Ravens are going to say, listen, we got to play our best players. We're going to miss the playoffs. We we going to miss the playoffs. Big okay? trust. Not sure which uh, who which of the Ravens players or coaches. That that, that I mean, there's got to be one Italian coach, right? We got to <laughs> miss the playoffs. <laughs> Anyways, Dobbins is my second tier. Uh, that's, a, that's I think, the third and fourth head massage I've seen from the, from the co-host. Mike, who is your mid-tier league winner? It's Ronald Jones, who's, I believe, still top yards. And he's just better than Leonard Fournette. I was watching something on ESPN today. They're diagnosing the Bucks' problems. And someone said, Leonard Fournette suddenly doesn't know how to run the football. No, Leonard Fournette just sucks. He's a bad back. Sorry. Ronald Jones is significantly better than him. And he's had boom weeks. And they're playing teams that Michael, they – it's not nice to badmouth your ex, okay? They have a jersey of his. He sucks. <laughs> I do have a jersey of his. But they're playing – They should have positive game scripts. They should be up against, so they should run the ball more. Yeah, and, they, and Arian came out the other two or three days ago and, and in a press conference and said, you know, Ronald Jones needs to be getting 20 touches a game. Like, he said that straight up. I did see a tweet, which is one of the better fantasy football tweets I've seen all season, which was four times Bruce Arians has reported, quote, this player is going to get – this number of touches mm-hmm. and they're all like it's like Bruce Ellington and just guys that never that never came through. <laughs> I do like the pick of Ronald Jones, um, especially with this really easy schedule for the Bucks going forward. Uh I he's probably like a must start every week, at least in the flex. But I am wary about that. You know, Bruce Arians is just mm-hmm. just a sly little I mean mini walrus. You got any read big walrus, Bruce Arians mini walrus. <laughs> that I don't make the rules. <laughs> Jared, who you go is your mid-tier player? All right, my mid-tier player, I, I feel like this is guy who's the definition mid-tier player. Mm. It's Hunter Henry. <laughs> and he's the <laughs> – I know. Roasted. Thank you. Uh, you know, the past four weeks he's had six targets each, but the, the tight end position, as we've been saying, it's not that good. This past week he had ten targets. He's still got Justin Herbert throwing him the ball. He's, he's starting to come on a little bit lately. He's a serious end zone threat. I feel like this guy, this guy is a steady plug and chug as your tight end one. He's going to get you around 10 to 12 points a week, hopefully. And that's all you can, that's all you need. That's, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful sight. Yep. As the uh, Italian coach and the Ravens would say, Isabella. Mm. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our number three guy. So our number three guy is who's going to be a sleeper this year? Someone you could, you know, maybe throw in for a cheeky start. My guy is Boston Scott, like we talked about. He's, he's starting to gain some of that target share and snap share against Miles Sanders, which makes no sense. But it's happening. He's, he's kind of, dare I say, going into that Jamal Williams, Chase Evans role, albeit he's worse than both of them. But, you know, those three guys, those are three guys you can start each week, I feel like. Boston Scott, he can get you, he's going to get you at least five points. I feel like, hopefully. 
You never know. <laughs> and Miles Sanders, with him being injury prone, he could be the starter. Just some of the most concrete fantasy fantasy insights. He can give you five points, I think, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to have to disagree, I'm gonna have to disagree but, uh, with the Boston t- Scott. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, ju- I'll jump fair. over mine. Um, <laughs> someone who I think is a sleeper, uh, who may who was on waiver wires in a lot of my leagues, he's probably not anymore. He was my dude of the week last week, is Jarvis. And if that's not sleepy enough, um, Austin Hooper. I just think this Browns offense is – at a point where we've seen it consistently when Odell's not there and Baker doesn't feel the need to like throw him 14 targets when he's not open. It opens it up. Baker's more comfortable. The offense is moving. And I think they're going to, you know, be an offense that's going to start chugging along a little bit. They had a couple of bad weather games that I talked about last week. And, you know, when things are okay, Jarvis is just in a great um, catch run after catch guy. He's a good, catch radius guy like he makes incredible catches like if you watch the game last week he was making incredible catches and baker can find wide open guys and hooper you know with the play action game they have with their two stud running backs hooper's going to be open in the end zone so um jarvis and or hooper i think are sleepers that could really be uh good down the stretch who do you got i really wanted richard higgins to happen yeah i don't think it's gonna happen you you were pushing it i was pushing it too hard i apologize uh my my uh, sleeper is this allowed? We already talked about Jamal Williams. I just like to bring him back up. I mean, I feel like you know, there's. I already said the we argument. Talked about him again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get a better one. Someone else. Get I got too excited be. about Jamal Williams. I uh, sorry. Well, I'm gonna feel guilty as well. Mine's Denzel Mims. All right. I, I love it, guys. Let's move on to waiver heroes. <laughs> I would like to start with this one. Mitch Trubisky is my waiver hero. I love it. I love this it. guy can run the ball. And <laughs> like we've said, it's not about, are they good at football? It's, are they good at producing fantasy points, which mm-hmm. Carson Wentz this past week, 19 fantasy points. He's not good, but QB one, baby. he can put up 20 points. And that's what Mitch Trubisky can do. I get this past week against the Packers when they got blown out 20 points. That's all you need. You could start Mitch Trubisky. That's yeah. All I have to say. Yeah. There's all, I mean, like I said before, you're not looking at the player anymore. You're looking at three values in the playoffs. They're going to take you to the championship and get you that trophy. My waiver wire hero is Tim Patrick. Okay. And uh, Tim Patrick almost got me that dub over Jared. Wasn't good <laughs> enough. He has two touchdowns all year. That's not his forte, but his forte is being a guy that no one knows that still gets yeah. targets and receptions. Here's his yards since week four, 113, 101, 44, 29, 61, 119, okay? In those uh, bigger 100-yard-plus games, we got the Jets, New England, Miami, mid-tier defenses, maybe not the Jets, but his defenses in the playoffs, Carolina, Buffalo, and the Chargers are all going to be up on the Broncos. Don't watch Tim Patrick for the, through the first half. But then when, when they're just having Drew Locke throw up prayers down the field and he catches two receptions for 45 yards in the fourth quarter, you can thank me. Nice. Thank you. Mikey. <laughs> like <clap>. that. <laughs> well, I didn't think we'd talk about these two guys at length at the top, so I held off my discussion. Kiki QT or Aikens, one of the two will be – a league winner, and I'm leaning. Let's take let's take picks right now. 
I'm leaning Aikens because of how terrible tight end is. And like we said, Deshaun Watson likes to dump it off to tight ends near the end zone. I'm taking Aikens as a league winner. Aikens? Jerry? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Here's why it's Aikens. We've seen fantasy serviceable days from Aikens. He was six for 85, I think, two weeks ago. We have not seen Kiki step up. Um, you know, we've seen Cobb and Stills. Aikens is already in the conversation. He was in the waiver segment last week. And like you guys all know, I can tell the future, and that's why he was there. And you have him on your team now, and you're set. So you're welcome. Yeah, and my sleeper is actually going to be a defense. So I'm huh. going to transition quickly into a important part of fantasy is streaming defenses down the stretch. You know, if you have a couple guys and you're, you know, you're in the, you're in the, uh, you're in the, you know, you're already in the playoffs, you have your roster pretty set and you have a couple extra bench spots, why not stream two or just put two defenses on your bench that have good matchups coming up yeah. in the next couple of weeks? It's a tactic that always pays off dividends because when you have that defense with a solid baseline in the playoffs, it's crucial because, you know, that volatility in the playoffs is something you really want to avoid. So if you can limit that with a solid defense play, that you already have locked in rather than having your sixth running back who's a handcuff anyways, you, know, you can as well stream those defenses. So my sleeper is shockingly the Seattle Seahawks defense. And <gasps> we're all season, the butt of jokes, the play all of your players against the Seahawks. But since they traded um, for that defensive lineman from the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. And, and they, yeah. And they crossed down that and they got Jamal Adams back healthy. They've been, a solid defense they've not been getting gashed and they've been getting pressure on the quarterback they don't have you know edge rush pressure but in their last couple games they have five six four three four sacks and that's fantasy points you know they're getting it done russ isn't cooking anymore you know russ is taking a little break from the kitchen and the games aren't russ as is getting takeout so i mean i think they're a defense you can play and their 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 matchups in the coming up are really good they're playing like an nfc east roulette type of deal and the jets so i mean you can stream them they're a good play, and I think they'll, they'll be a solid baseline. Yeah, I have, like, two or three defenses on most of my fantasy – on my playoff teams. I, I've had one – we have one league where it's an 18 playoff, no buys, and I've been hoarding defenses since, like, before COVID. Like, it's been a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike, just – it's that fantasy acumen. Another head massage on the show. Uh, my defense is Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay has just been dominating, and Aaron Rodgers has kind of been staying the, the Patrick Mahomes route. Let's just keep throwing it. Let that defense shut it down, get the ball back. Let's throw it again. And ooh-wee, week 13, we got Philly, baby. I tried to get them. I only got them in one league, but that's going to be nice. And then Detroit and Carolina, both pretty good matchups. Detroit's interesting. Okay, we'll get to Detroit a little bit later. But I don't know if that's too – I mean, I'm not too sure about Detroit specifically for Green Bay. And you know what? Let's just get into Detroit now. Can I do a little Detroit segment? Quickly, yeah. A little mid-defense Detroit segment. Here we go. Okay. Patricia fired. Let's look at the other coaches that have been fired this year. Dan Quinn left the Falcons. The defense improved immensely. The offense, you know, was just doing okay. But we saw last week. I mean, that's not a Dan Quinn game against – the Raiders and then the other uh coach that got fired this year uh Bill O'Brien thank you Bill O'Brien and that one was I mean for the quarterback specifically was nine day we saw Bill O'Brien leave Watson stepped it up 
Will Fuller started way up, rest in peace. And, you know, Brandon Cooks became this guy. So we've seen Stafford, you know, obviously a great quarterback. He's having an off year. I think Marvin, you know, who, who is my – not Jamal Williams. Is, I'm, I'm changing it. It's Marvin Jones. Okay, Marvin Jones is my sleeper fantasy winner coming in the playoffs. Everyone in the Lions organization is so happy that Patricia is gone. You didn't see one player come out and, and be like, hey, that's our coach, which is what you always see. But, no, everyone hated Patricia. All the fans hated Patricia. All the players hated Patricia. Everyone that left Detroit hated Patricia, okay? These guys are excited to play. I think Marvin Jones and Stafford both have really good years. Uh, end of the years, and um, the reason I say specifically I would watch out for the Green Bay defense is because Stafford is so used to that. It's a divisional matchup. And then in, ten, in week 16, you're not probably not going to play the Green Bay defense against Tennessee. But, uh, yeah, who do you guys like in this defense segment? Who else do you like? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a big proponent of look and see. Mike, what you reading there? Look and see people that are playing this week where they don't have good matchups. <laughs> like the Rams are playing the Cardinals this week. Maybe someone doesn't want the Rams defense this week, so they just drop them. Or, you know, you know, who knows what the situation is. Look ahead to yeah. the week after. Last DeAndre week, Hopkins the has the Rams D. this week. Maybe someone drops DeAndre Hopkins. It's a possibility. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, you know. I mean, this is, this is the mindset you got to have. <laughs> right. Got to be ready. Ahead. Okay. No, but I, I, everybody knows. Look it ahead. is a possibility. It is a real possibility. Yes. Uh, okay, I feel like we should go into right, let me just do yeah. let me just give credit to Jared for being the king of the Rams defense. Got that in week like three. He's been riding <laughs> them in all, in all of the leagues. Uh, but just them. I they could put my, my lineup to load, but in one league I have Dolphins, Rams, and the Cardinals. And the Cardinals two weeks ago, why are you picking them up? But you look at the playoff schedule and you'll understand. Any other playoff defenses here? Looks like now we had a crazy big show last week. Uh, with several guests, several fr- friendly Thanksgiving appearances on the show with lots of dudes and does. I'm just going to stick the, to the ones that hit. So we got Karan with Devontae Parker, pre, pre-Fitzpatrick, can tell the future, Brandon <laughs> with Naeem Hines, Jared with Wayne Gallman, and Coons with Justin Jefferson. And then on the dud side, we got Karan with Kyler Murray. So Karan had a double-double. Yeah. Gary, Jared's dad with Wentz and the Bears QB. Spot That's on. wrong. They both put up 20. I guess Wentz was a <laughs> actually. We got the Hail Mary. I literally didn't even think. I was like, oh yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> weird about fantasy. And then long with Clyde Edwards Alaire. But we gotta save the best for last. We've had the top of the show. Kieran, quote, I think Jarvis will unleash it this week against Jacksonville. Ding ding ding. That's correct. And Clyde Edwards Lair is a dud. Beautiful week. Let's get into this week, starting with the dude. I'm going to start it off. Raheem Mostert. Playing the Bills this week. Raheem Mostert's going to have a classic 10 for 90 and a tud, maybe three receptions. The team is thin at talent. We saw Debo get force fed the ball. They know what they need to do to stay in the playoff contention, give it to their best players. Raheem Mostert, dude of the week. Nice. Okay, I got Alan Lazard going on a limb here. He he had an okay week, four catches and a touchdown this past it's week. It's good, though, because Lizard, Lazards can re-glow, regrow limbs. Exactly. <laughs> and he got completely decked and missed, like, a quarter of the game. So, yeah. Can't uh, regrow their core, though. That's, exactly. But yeah. he came back in 
He regenerated, came back in. <laughs> he played less than 50% of the snaps last week. He's going to be playing more. He's going to have a good week this week. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. I'll go with uh, David Montgomery. Just look at the Bears' schedule, see the top running back on the team they're playing, and select. See the Lions' schedule, sorry. Lions' schedule. See the team they're playing, take that running back. I don't see it's worked out most of the year. And I don't see it popping. Um, yep. Mine is uh, a confidence play for Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins can have a really big week. He's playing Jacksonville. He's been good. Uh, and, yeah, it's something that I think people are just overlooking. He's in on the waiver wire in almost all of my leagues, and I'm, I've picked him up in most of them. Five of his last six games, he had over 18 fantasy points. He's been really, really solid. Um, Dalvin Cook a little banged up. They might be throwing more. He's just good at throwing the football. I mean, he's, he's really good at it. He just doesn't do it enough, and that's the problem. So you got to hope for one of those scripts for him to really go off. But in any case, he has two elite receivers, and all of you are so excited about playing Thielen and playing Jefferson. In order for them to have good games, Kirk's got to throw him the ball. So, wild. Um, wild how that I works. Think, yeah, I think it's a good uh, stream week. Hopefully, he can uh, keep up his good, good efforts. I feel like you're sitting with a crazy bulletin board of all the yarns going around with <laughs> Justin Jefferson over injury. here and Dalvin Cook. Jefferson yeah. 20. You're just like, and Kirk then you just zoom out and you realize Kirk Cousins is right in the middle of it. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> he was the answer the whole time. Amazing. Hey, never disrespect Huron's DFS skills. This guy comes Absolutely. out of nowhere every week with some bangers like Jarvis Landry. Like Jarvis Landry. I gotta take, I gotta take down Mike. I'm, I'm feeling the pressure this week. I'm feeling <laughs> big time pressure if she's my lineup. <laughs> so much for the so much for the short show. Anyways, let's get into the dud of the week. I got a guy I talked about earlier earlier. Two weeks ago, we saw him against the same team, the Falcons, Dalvin Kamara. Uh, they're playing in Atlanta. The defense of Atlanta looks better than it did two weeks ago. Uh, I still think that the New Orleans defense is going to keep this game uh, non-competitive, and I, I don't think Kamara is needed uh, once again. And you're not sitting him. But, I mean, guys, I have three running back slots this week, and in one, in one league I have James Robinson, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, and David Montgomery. Pick three. You're Bench sitting Murray. Latavius. Bench Murray? Well, I picked, I uh, we picked Murray over Kamara, so. I did, but I can't. But, no, I'm not going to actually do that. There's the answer. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So crazy. If you believe, if see. you truly believe he's the dud, you'll, you'll sit him. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, if I – gun to my head, I'm saying Murray, but but I'd so much rather Kamara not do well. <laughs> you don't want to be wrong. You I don't, don't want to be wrong. That's one – all things considered, you know – how valuable is a fantasy win in real life versus how terrible I would feel if Kawhi went off from the bench? You know, so you got to just – all things considered, you know, you got to consider yeah. our mental health my, as well. My dud's in the same game. Uh, I think Taysom Hill is going to be a dud this week. He's playing Atlanta, so it's a really, really good matchup. But they played him two weeks ago. You know, they're going to have a little bit of a scouting report. The first time they played, it was his first ever starting quarterback. That defense is confident. That defense is – I don't know. That defense is fine. And um, they, but Taysom Hill has rushed in two touchdowns in the last two weeks. That's just not sustainable. You know, if he doesn't rush in, if he rushes in one touchdown, he's got 12 points plus. So it's, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I, I don't think he's going to rush in two touchdowns. I think the defense is going to be, you know, shading him a little more. So um, I don't know if it's going to be a huge week for him. 
All right, I got Debo for the sole mm-hmm. fact that Brandon Ayuk is off the COVID list, unlike last week. I don't think Nick Mullins is good, and that's the only reason why I'm picking. That's what Thank I you. call a bad pick. That is a dart throw. What is your over-under there, sir? Would you give Debo 12 half-point PPR points? I'm under. Definitely. Under? All right, I'll take the I was gonna, I was gonna put it at I was put it at ten. So all right, we'll be in the middle, eleven. Smack it on the wall. How about eleven? All right. For me, I am taking DeAndre Hopkins. Let's go. M schedule. You see where they're playing. Number one wide receiver. I'm gonna have a bad game. Yeah. Tyler shoulder. See, that's what happens when you get to the dock first. You get DeAndre Hopkins in the dud column. I know. Everyone went, oh, already taken. Can't do it. That's why you sh- that's why you show up early to work like Michael. Work very hard. Good job, Michael. Proud of you. Uh, let's get into DFS. Right now we have a kind of two-tiered standings with Kieran and Michael at 19 and 14 up top. And unfortunately, Noah and Jared lagging behind like we would in a foot race, 14 and 19. Let's hear those lineups. Accurate. Yeah. Let's hear those lineups. Uh, you know what? And, and I think I think just for the sake of, of fun. We're gonna have two little championships here. Loser of the of the of the double double buys the other uh, one uh, a case of beer. Sound good? <laughs> Sounds good. Raise the stakes. I thought, you, I thought stakes. you said double double. I thought you were starting to go to an in and out bet, and then you went to case of beer. <laughs> it could be an in and out base bet. I thought you were gonna say buy the others a double double. It's a double tight end, Mike. <laughs> no, All right. I <laughs> I didn't realize I took two tight ends until I looked at that. And so now I'm frantically. Hey, you have time to change it. It will be replaced before Sunday. I will see. Michael, let's hear it anyways. We were so all much right. anticipation about the double tight end. In all its glory, it will change. I will not be starting two tight ends. Boo. Hill, Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor, Allen Robinson, Justin Jefferson, and Sterling Shepard, Mike Kosicki, and Austin Hooper. Didn't realize I had Austin Hooper. And then the Raiders defense. Yeah, so I'll be taking him on with uh, my, dud, my dude of the week, Kirk Cousins, uh, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Cooks, Denzel Mims, uh, Akins, Kareem Hunt, and the Pats defense. Ooh. Okay, I got Aaron Rodgers, also Austin Eckler, David Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Denzel Mims, Robert Tunyon, Robert Woods, and the Falcons mm-hmm. D. Thank so you, you can go either double tight end or double Robert. Both are good options. My lineup. <laughs> someone can someone hop on this on the keys. Here we yep. go. Kirk Cousins, David Montgomery, Latavius Murray, Devonte Adams, AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, Robert Tunyon, and crowd favorite Isaiah Coulter. $3,000, baby. I was going to say, who are you going to put in? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the dominant Jets defense against Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much, man. I, like I really it. appreciate that. I like it. It'll, uh, it'll, yeah. change, before, it'll change before. Yeah, they caught, I gotta, you got to get Gabriel Davis in there somewhere, right? <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to Guys Me and Dudes Football. This is a fun show today. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dudes Football, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Stay tuned for more playoff content. Playoff conference coming up next week. This is all. Put it all in. Leave it all on the phone. Leave it all on the screen. This is it. 
all the marbles. Love it. And I'm going to keep stalling while I pull up the uh, outro song. Kieran, what's your name? Some name of your favorite colors. Go for it. Green, black, Green. gold. Green. That's good for now. <laughs> I got it up. What's better than this? Guys Great being losers. <laughs>